There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. Remember, the name reveals the nature. His name is so exalted, so lifted up in Scripture because God is worthy of that. It's who He is. Now, when we began our study of the name in Genesis 1-1, we simply read, In the beginning, God. And that word, God, was the name the Hebrew people would have used Elohim. It was always connected to His power. The first thing we learned about our God was His great might. And yet, as you continue throughout your, your study of Scripture in the name, God begins to reveal more and more about Himself. Uh, that name Elohim was used 35 times in the first two chapters of Genesis. It's like God wants to stamp on your soul who He is. He's the mighty God. He's the Creator. He's the God of all power. And that name, Elohim, is used for our God more than 2,300 times throughout Scripture. However, as you continue walking through the Word of God, that name is very often connected to some additional descriptor. I love this thought. That in, in reality, uh, one name cannot explain everything there is to know about our God because God is so perfect in all of His attributes. So... Very frequently in the Old Testament, that name Elohim is connected to some adjective or to some phrase that tells us even more about our God. We've come today to Genesis chapter number 14, to the story of Abraham returning from a phenomenal victory, a military victory where he conquered. And the Bible says in Genesis 14 verse 17, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Keterleomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shavah, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Oh, what a story this is. Now, typically, we concentrate on Melchizedek. You'll remember that Melchizedek is referred to in the New Testament book of Hebrews, and we believe that Melchizedek is at the very least a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a, an Old Testament uh, symbol, if you will, of Christ. I believe personally that this is a, a Christophany. This is an Old Testament appearance of Christ himself, that this, this Melchizedek, uh, the Bible said, had neither father nor mother, had no beginning of days or end of days, that he is indeed 
Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ that is appearing here to Abraham. And so we typically concentrate on Abram or we concentrate on Melchizedek. But today I want to draw your attention to the name. Do you see the name that Melchizedek uses? Do you see the name that Abram uses? Do you see the name that the king of Sodom heard? It is this name, the Most High God. This is one of those combination names. It's Elohim. It is the name for our powerful God. Uh, But it has added to it this beautiful expression, the Most High. As if just simply saying God is not enough. No, He is the Most High God. You may have heard of a lot of gods, but there is one who is the Most High God. He is above all others. Now, the Hebrew way of saying this was El Elyon, the Most High God. Isn't that beautiful? It's said four times. Each occasion tells us something. In verse 18, the Bible says of Melchizedek that he was the priest of the Most High God. So one thing we learn about the Most High God, oh, this is wonderful, is that he has a go-between between himself and man. In the Old Testament, of course, that's the priest role. In the New Testament, our Melchizedek is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our great high priest. This is glorious. The first occasion where you have the expression, the Most High God, it is connected to the priesthood, to the intercessor, to the mediator. Why would that be important? Because if God is so high and we are so low, we could never get to Him. So what did our God do? Oh, praise His holy name. The God who is so high came to us. He made it possible that we could know Him. That's why Jesus came. That's that's why we have a great high priest. It's just wonderful to me to think that when God reveals Himself as the Most High God, it is not just His might that He wants us to see, it is His mercy. Here's the second occasion. In verse 19, it says, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. So one thing we know about the Most High God, not only that He has a priest, but He's the source of all blessing. If you have any blessing, it's because the Most High God sent it to you. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from above from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, James said. So he is the one who brings the blessing. He possesses heaven, he possesses earth, and he shares his possessions with us. That leads us to the third thing. In verse number 20 of Genesis 14, the Bible says, And blessed be the Most High God. I like this. Not only is he the source of all blessing, but he's the one we are to bless. Do you see how it goes back and forth? Everything comes from God, and then we turn right back around and give everything back to Him, and we bless His holy name. So we bless the Lord because, indeed, He has blessed us. It also says in verse 20 that He had delivered Abram's enemies into His hand. You see, the Most High God is the one who gives victory. Do you need victory today? Let me tell you, my God is El Elyon. He is the Most High God. He is higher than the highest. He is greater than the greatest. And so whatever, whoever you're, you're facing today, I want you to know God's higher than that. Sometimes we get a little overwhelmed, don't we? I think that's why the psalmist said, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. By the way, uh, the psalmist frequently used this name El Elyon throughout the psalms. And then we come to the fourth occasion in Genesis 14 where it is used. It's where Abram turned around to the king of Sodom and said, I want you to know I'm not taking anything from you. I've lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth. 
In other words, I promised God I was just going to look to Him and depend on Him alone. I'm not going to let you give me something and then you take the credit for it. I like that. May I say to you, the Most High God can be trusted. He must be trusted. At this time in history, when we're, when we're living in the lowlands, when you're, you're dealing with, with low days in life, you must remember the Most High God and trust Him. Let me give you a good cross-reference as we close our study today. Did you know that outside of this passage in Genesis, the first mention of the Most High God and the Psalms using it frequently, that the other book that uses it most is the book of Daniel. Now that's significant because Daniel deals with the kingdoms of men and all these Gentile rulers. And in Daniel chapter number 4, verse 25, here's what God said to one of those rulers, Nebuchadnezzar. They shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. In other words, God says, I want you to know, I'm over every ruler. If you're troubled today about who's in charge, remember this. God is still on his throne. He is the Most High God. We were told in Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.